Thank you for tuning in to Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're here with comic Ganesh Nair. Nair, how the hell are you? Uh, not too bad. Oh, uh, good. Freezing? Freezing. It was yeah. so cold today. Thank you so much for coming in. <laughs> yeah, no problem. You were, yeah, I guess, yeah, as you said, you didn't know it would be this cold when you, you agreed to do it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hindsight is twenty twenty, but it's like, what, 15 degrees outside? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, could, it, could be, it could be worse, but yeah, at, at least we are cozy down in the QED basement, so thank you. And then where can people see you do stand-up comedy on stage in New York City or sketch, mm-hmm. and where can they find you online, and where can they find this book? Oh, yeah. Well, um... I do sketch comedy with a team called Infinite Sketch. I know yeah, you Matt Stores, yeah. Yeah, you interviewed Matt Stores okay. uh, before he's he's one of the writers with me. Um and I think our next show is at the pit uh in this month, February twenty second. So okay. real soon. Okay. Um eight uh seven PM at the pit. Yeah. Um so I do most most a lot of the sketch writing with those guys, and I also have written a book, uh, yeah. Duckett and Dyer, Dicks for Hire. Duck, I have it in front <laughs> of me, Duckett and Dyer, Dicks for Hire, and I saw this on Amazon where they can get it. And real quick, this book is about all of a sudden people start showing up at these people's house as if it were a detective agency that they didn't know about. Right. It's, <laughs> it's two, uh, you know, kind of like an odd couple pair of friends who – suddenly are thrust into the low-stakes world of private detectiving, if that's even a word. And they've got to fit... Essentially, they've got to figure out who's telling people that they're detectives. (laughs) So they have to become detectives in order to figure that out. And it becomes a whole kind of science fiction kind of pastiche. I'd say, like... Psych meets Doctor Who oh, and God. Rick and Morty. It and gets it gets pretty out there. And are they also trying to solve the mysteries that are coming in in addition to solving that kind of meta mystery of how the hell did we become a detective agency? Yeah, okay. basically. Uh basically they're being evicted from their house for some re- or from their apartment for some reason. Um and in order to make up the money, they have to do the side detective work uh. that keeps coming in. And it all kind of uh snowballs into uh a, a large pot of misfortune, I'd, I, I'd like to say. And how did you come up with that idea, and kind of how does that relate to the kind of writing you do for Infinite Sketch at the Pit? Well, uh, I think uh, I've had several ideas for, like, years of novels and, like, far-out stories that that I, I really wanted to put to paper. And over the last couple of years, I decided to just do it and either publish it myself or try and find a publisher uh, but uh, I try and bring things in from all these various things that have influenced me growing up. Is it Marvel Comics, Doctor Who, Star Wars, Indiana Jones? Because you are an engi- engineer yeah. too, right? And so that kind of informs your love. I mean, being, you know, having a love for science is probably the reason why you got into science, but that's also one of the reasons why the thread of science will stay in Duckin and Dyer, Dicks for Hire. Right, uh-huh. yeah. So there's like, there is a thread of science fiction and science in there. Obviously, when you're writing fiction, especially crazy comedy fiction like I'm uh, uh, like I'm doing, a lot of the rules of science don't apply. Yeah. But the same the principle of consistency applies. So if I'm building a crazy world where the rules of science uh. are slightly different, 
they at least have to be consistent yeah. so everything links up and makes sense. So how are the rules for uh, how are the rules of science a little bit different in the du- Duckin and Dyer Dicks for Higher World? Well, I mean, uh, if you go if you go through the book, eventually it comes out that there is sort of multiverse travel moving between universes one way or the other. Obviously, that's not currently possible. And frankly, it's actually very prevalent in a lot of media I've been consuming nowadays. I think it's it's become a thing. I know Marvel's going to be doing more of it in their movies. I know oh, the moving around of universes. Yeah. Okay, and so I guess that is how. Like, we're slowly discovering that. That's probably, you know the reason why they became a detective agency without knowing it is because there's a different universe that we slowly learn about. Yes, oh, exactly. that's cool. Yeah, and so it, how slowly do you reveal that in the first book of a series? I think it goes halfway through until you find out exactly <laughs> what's suck. going on. You yeah. suck. We're like, dude, I thought normal rules applied, man. No, no, no. Then, <laughs> then something, they, they, uh, on the trail of one of their cases, it becomes readily apparent that they're dealing with an like amateur physicist who's made a few mistakes in his personal and professional life, and that's uh, caused them to essentially blast backwards and forwards throughout all these oh. different universes. And by the end of the book, um, spoiler alert, you, there's a hint of something even bigger going on that... Uh, is beyond anything that they they can comprehend. So I'm going to try and work that into the future books that I'm writing as well. Yeah, so now you work so hard on this, you're promoting it, and Uh it's under, although it's a couple characters in there, they only look for Ganesh Nair on Amazon. Like, you're the only one who wrote it, right? Yes. Okay. And then do you see yourself in one of those lead main characters? Like, are you in a friend of yours? Are you kind of um, mimicking that same dynamic on, you know, in the dialogue here? I mean, honestly, uh, I think what makes Duck and Dyer so fun to write and so easy for me to write, especially mostly the dialogue, is that both of the characters are me in some way. Uh, They're both sides of my personality, which kind of leads into the fact that eventually realize, although they're both completely dysfunctional, they can't really exist without one another. One of them is a nervous overthinker, which I can be accused of often, while the other one just... uh, doesn't take anything seriously and makes yeah. jokes all the time. So Yeah, because you're an engineer and a comic, and I would mm-hmm. think that one person would have to, you know, the engineer side of Ganesh Nair would have to be, you know, very logical. Mm-hmm. Of course, these things don't make sense. Why are we a detective agency? Oh. It's just not logical. But then there's the other side of you that loves science fiction who needs to believe there's something out there awesome. Absolutely, and so those two, yeah. those two sides keep pushing and pulling. It's like, you know, oh, you know, there's got to be more, there's got to be more. And then in searching for more, the logical guy starts saying there are clues that maybe there is more. And yep. so is there any kind of science fiction that you've um, that you've loved along the way, you know, that gave you a good feeling that your hope, you know, because I think Jerry Seinfeld says something like, you have to love the world. Mm-hmm. And I, I turn on a sitcom and I was like, I don't even like this world at all. I don't want to spend a lot of time there. Is there any kind of science fiction movie or book that you just enjoyed the world so much that you're trying to mimic that same feeling when you wrote this? Uh, mimicking this, I guess... I guess it would have to be like Doctor Who. It's okay. it's a lot of kind of clever uh, connections and clever problem solving that goes on, even though that in Doctor Who the rules are basically made up as you go along. And, <laughs> and There'd have to be with that many Doctor Who yeah. seasons and episodes and Doctor Who's. Yeah, okay. it, it, it 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 gets all it gets out of hand sometimes in Doctor <laughs> Who. And I kind of wanted to mimic that to an absurd degree here. Because while you've you 
work in 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 the Doctor Who universe, the Doctor he he or she knows everything. They know what they're doing. They know what kind of problems they're solving. They're always an expert in their field. Uh, but I've always wanted to write a story where the main heroes are in cape are not experts. They have to figure out what's going on as they're going along. That would seem to be more realistic. Yeah. yeah, because none of us are. If we, if you or me, especially me, if I was thrust into some situation like this, how would I react? I would be scared shitless. Or yeah. and I'd try to be. Uh, I try to be making as many jokes as about yeah. it as possible, so I could. You know, keep my cool. You puzzle it out, but with jokes, and so that—that's. It's much more realistic, and also then we will kind of feel for the characters because mm-hmm. they're being thrust into a situation where we don't really know if they're going to mm-hmm. get out alive. Right. Like I actually don't know if these people are in danger because if you're, de- you know, private detective, you are getting into people's private lives such that certain people might be pissed off. Right. You with- know, the husband who's cheating on the <laughs> wife might not want to be discovered by the by the private detectives who've been hired to catch him. Yes, that's exactly what happens. Oh, uh, no. yeah. So. But with a twist. Y- you'll see. And by the uh, end of the first book, you're slowly planting clues that there's a, even another big thing coming in the second mm-hmm. and, and, you know, in the second book of the series. And are we finding that out on the final page and just being like, damn you, Ganesh Nair, for, for waiting until the last second? Because now we have to wait for you to write the thing because you probably didn't write it yet, have you? Yeah, that's that's right. It, it is on the last page. <laughs> you so. suck. So now you have to write it quick because your fans are going to be yeah. like, hell uh, no. Well, I'm close. I'm close to done for the second one. Oh, good. But, you know, at the end, at the last uh, page of the second one. <laughs> then there's a third one. So oh, that, yeah. oh my I, lord! I've got, I've got a, I've got a set amount of books. I'm not going to keep this going on forever and ever. But I, I, I'm a big fan of having a complete arc. So I have a set number of books. I'm 90% sure of exactly what's going to go on in each individual one. But I know exactly what's going to. Ra- how everything's going to wrap up. And how okay. how did you get prolific enough where you can do the sketch, the infinite sketch at the pit every other month? Yes, it's every other month. And so. then also do do books here. I have a, he's kind enough to gift me with a physical copy of Duckin and Dyer, Dicks for Hire. <laughs> so not only you have this and you're, you're almost done with the second book and you also do, do you do stand-up too or no? No, I don't okay. do stand-up. I, I'm not good on stage. Okay. <laughs> I like, <laughs> I, I, I like to write. I like to be behind the scenes. That's that's my thing. Well, I think that's particularly important with Sketch mm-hmm. because they need and now. So you're just writing for Infinite Sketch and you're with Matt Stores and mm-hmm. you have a whole team of you guys. Yep. And so every other month is a whole no, a whole brand new show that you only do once. Yes. That's, that's fucking tragic. I mean, like SNL, you know, they film it and so you could see these great sketches forever. Is there anything disappointing about the fact that certain, certain characters that you've created in certain scenarios are going to be done after that and is there any way you can just cannibalize them for book two and book three? Oh, i'm i'm sure <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that uh out of all the sketches i've written over the past couple of years i used to be with clip show as well which was a yeah. lot of the infinite sketch guys uh i'm sure a lot of my ideas or jokes have snuck their way in, into my other writings but good well you I, own it you did the writing you know yeah. at the least you could do is cannibalize oh, yeah. for future work yeah but uh there's 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 nothing sad about seeing something put up and uh, it disappearing forever because if it really is good and if it gets an audience reaction, 
there's always going to be things that we repeat for like festivals that we go out to or yeah. best of shows. So it's never, it's never, it's not gone forever. And I almost think you could partner up with the actor who did that character on yep. stage and do some sort of YouTube series or something oh, like that. Yeah. yeah. The, the problem is just making sure that the production values yeah. is suitably high enough for it to be, uh, you know, uh, appealing yeah and but, so here you can control that with books oh yeah and yeah so was this was the self-publishing process um you know the quality quality control that you had power over was it easy um or difficult did you have to bring in graphic artists to make sure it looked good as an ebook or i mean i guess it's also being shipped out as physical copies yep so kind of what were you able to have as much quality control as you wanted yeah i think so uh i did most of like the editing and putting together of the actual book both in ebook formats and uh, physical formats, it wasn't as difficult as I thought. Okay. But uh, obviously, I had some help from from my friend Tarek, who's who's a great artist who helped. That's me, a beautiful cover. Who who helped me design this cover? Uh, he and I kind of communicate on a on a great level. When I give him a reference to like a comic book or an art style. He knows exactly what I'm talking about oh, and can good. just kind of slap it on the page. And then, like, how do you fulfill orders via Amazon, like physical copies? Do you have to just have, you know, do you have 20 on hand or do you, I mean, do you ship 20? Like, when they order, when we order through Amazon, when we go to mm-hmm. Ganesh Nair and we look up Duckin and Dyer Dicks for Hire, mm-hmm. how the hell is that order being fulfilled? It, does the order go to you and then you send it directly to the person so, purchasing? with independent publishing, that's actually been made really easy uh, in terms of ordering books uh, uh, for the devil that is Amazon. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it is very, it makes things very easy. Uh, I don't have to have any copies of the book on hand. Okay. Uh, if it's basically print to order, if, if you order a physical copy, uh, they can send you a paperback directly. But there's also another service that I use that I've uploaded for if bookstores, some bookstores do carry it, okay. or if you can go to a local bookstore, if you'd rather support a local business than yeah. the, a giant uh, faceless conglomerate, uh, you can go to a local bookstore, ask them for it, and they can order in okay. the paperback or a hardcover for you. Well, see, all we really care about is that the local person they're supporting is Ganesh Nair. Yes. And so if people right. want to find you on, I mean, you know, I was able to find this easily on Amazon, but I think I might have done it through your Twitter where I follow mm-hmm. you. And are you Ganesh Nair there? Yes. Okay. I, I managed to snag that before any of the <laughs> The copious amounts of Ganesh uh, <laughs> Yeah, there is, though, isn't there? Are, I think I, I Googled I, it. I thought there was a couple. Not, sure not Probably not in be. comedy. Nobody is funny. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's... I'm... I'm the the only one that's funny. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I yeah, you're the only one I follow, follow on Twitter. And through there, I was able to find a link to it. And people are already buying and reviewing this thing favorably. Yeah. Uh, people seem to like it, which was uh, a huge surprise for me uh, and a huge relief. I was like, okay, this is the first thing I'm actually putting out there for public consumption, and I've had full control over it, which was great for me. But if people hate it. That's gonna that's gonna be a real blow to the old self esteem because you can no longer blame it on the other infinite mm-hmm. sketch members. No, no, I can't throw anybody else. <laughs> you can't f- throw Matt stories under the bus. Yeah. But when they when they want to see the one time only uh, infinite sketch show, yeah. there's one coming up February twenty second. Yes, at the pit. Yep. Okay, Gana- seven p.m. Ganesh Nair, I got my Duckett and Dire Dicks for Hire right here, and hopefully I can read it soon, and hopefully I can put up a review somewhere. That would be amazing. Thank you so much. So thank you, Ganesh right. Nair. Thanks, Brian.